much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. It's really bound to happen because God's not going to let evil just continue to roll. It's, it's happening. There is, in fact, and it's just bubbling up. It's not what it needs to become, but there is, in fact, the signs of a great COVID awakening. Oh, and by the way, you thought I was giving up on COVID? I will never give up on this. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made as a gift for us to rejoice. And these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. An opportunity for us to test our faith. Well, better yet, to practice our faith. Sometimes, so often, in fact, God's timing is not our own. And I would have wished that the Lord would have brought about some of what we're seeing now in terms of this COVID awakening earlier, but we are seeing it. And it's coming in tiny little sparkles. Like first snow is, Hey, is it snowing? I think it's going to snow. You guys, I think it's going to snow. And you're seeing the, you know, first little sparkles. And I don't know about you, but the, when that happens here um, forever, I've taken my daughter out to, you know, the deck when we've had one. And look up in the sky, turn the lights off and see if we can see it coming through the stars. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, snow. And it's the same with the COVID awakening. And what is so remarkable about this to me is that the party has done everything they possibly can to make sure this never happens. And by the way, they're still trying They are sprinting away from COVID as fast as possible because they do not want to talk about the people they murdered. And they do not want to talk about remdesivir killing people. And they do not want to talk about the ventilators killing people. They do not want to talk about the availability of treatments. They do not want to talk about the lies. They certainly don't want to talk about the money. They certainly don't want Pfizer's CEO or Moderna's CEO brought before a Senate committee. And by the way, neither do the Republicans. Yeah, Senator Ron Johnson wants that. Rand Paul wants Fauci. He wants Fauci's head. They don't want to question the party's main funders. Just like you haven't seen the Senate subcommittees poll in the head of the Federal Reserve or probably the Treasury and say, why did you illegally buy $600 billion in corporate debt? Why did you break that law? It's not even a question that it's illegal and it's not even a question that they broke the law. It's fact. 
So there's some things that the party's not going to touch. God is watching. We're watching. And if there's a great byproduct in the COVID awakening, it's that it's going to be harder for them to do it again. And so they'll choose a different form. But the fact is that evil just, it, it can't, God's not going to allow it to hide forever. So I want to get to some of the signs of the awakenings because they're fantastic. And of course, I want to work into this, the word of God, because I don't think I did a great job of that in the last, in the last episode. This is Proverbs 26, verses 23 through 28. Like a coating of silver dross on earthware are fervent lips of, with an evil heart. So dross, and I had to learn this in church, um, when they refine metals and silver, they heat them up and then the, the bad parts, the, the non-pretty parts, the unuseful parts rise to the top. They scoop that off, get rid of it. So you end up with your pure gold or pure silver. So silver dross is just, it's junk silver. Like a coating of silver dross on earthenware are fervent lips with an evil heart. So, right, I used to say that people in America like their lies said in pretty ways. They liked the way that Barack Obama told lies because it was very, very pretty. Enemies disguise themselves with their lips, but in their hearts, they harbor deceit. What have we just seen throughout this entire Great Reset, which began in March of 2020? Though their speech is charming, do not believe them. For seven abominations fill their uh, abominations fill their hearts. Their malice may be concealed by deception, but their wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. Well, it's being exposed, and it is vile. And thank the Lord for showing it to us. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it. If someone rolls a stone, it will roll back on them. A lying tongue hates those it hurts, and a flattering mouth works ruin. And the Lord is revealing this. So, before we get to the awakening, let's talk about desperation. The Postal Service, I just got this from a longtime listener who's asked me not to use their name. Notice that I didn't use in identifying gender. They got a shipment of ivermectin that they wanted for their own use. So they ordered some ivermectin from India. And when they got it, the package was opened. It was opened in New York Customs because the U.S. Postal Service has been directed to be on the watch for certain things entering the United States that the FDA has deemed unsafe. So they're confiscating this person's package and there's a screenshot, the letter below. It's just going to cost this person 200 bucks and they're going to destroy it. Oh, and by the way, since it's a government entity and this person writes so skilled at being wicked and nonsensical, I may be charged a fee for the storage and destruction of said item unless they determine this was for personal use only. I'm told I do not need to respond to this drivel and that I did not violate any law. Whoo! I ordered something I didn't, didn't violate a current law. That's good to know. So I wonder how they will ascertain that it was for personal use since I have zero intention of reasoning with these government agency zombie bots. I guess the U.S. Constitution really doesn't, really does not protect me from said government re unwarranted searches and seizures of my personal property, nor does the government have any sense of reimbursement or reparation when it's just. They are still 
allowing China to ship into this country some of the most destructive drugs in the world that are being shoved in the kids' mouths because, don't you know, the pandemic caused depression. The the pandemic did. The flu caused kids to be depressed and anxious and suicidal at record numbers. And the fix for that, of course, are dangerously addictive psychotropic drugs that have been reformulated to be addictive. As addictive as fentanyl for a problem the party created. And guess what? They can't hide it. The only way it's hidden is for people who refuse to not see. And there's awakenings. And they're bubbling up. We'll get to some of those. But this is desperation. So is Jen Psaki, who is responding to an event that the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, held. And DeSantis called it. He said, it's time to end COVID theater. Look, I don't know Ron DeSantis' heart, but I know this. He gets He either truly gets how monumentally evil the destruction, the killing of people, the murdering of people, the lying about COVID, the selective lockdowns, the destruction of of healthful portions of our economy, all of that. He either understands it was monumentally evil and that it is pure theater or it's great politics for him. Now, it's risky politics. Therefore, maybe there's truth in this for him. Maybe he really does see this. He held an, an event, another event, his, his, um, his Surgeon General held it. And they once again went through and talked about the realities of the COVID flu and, and the response to it and the government's ruinous response to this. And Jen Psaki was asked about this. And then last, Florida Surgeon General says that healthy children shouldn't get the COVID vaccine. Is that a good policy? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, let me just note that we know the science, uh, we know the data, uh, and what works, um, and what is the most what the most effective steps are in protecting people of a range of ages from uh, hospitalization and even death. The FDA and CDC have already weighed in and the safety uh, on the safety and efficacy of COVID nineteen vaccines for those five and older. The recommendations are vetted transparently through a process for, uh, with a purpose so that parents can have confidence after consulting with their pediatricians or doctors if they would like about the safety. But we also know through the data that unvaccinated teenagers are three times as likely to, the, to be hospitalized if they get COVID mm-hmm. than vaccinated teenagers. So it's deeply disturbing that there are politicians peddling conspiracy theories out there and casting doubt on vaccinations when it is our best tool against the virus and the best tool to prevent even teenagers from being hospitalized. So we can go through and just slice up her lies. Number one, the study about people being so-called vaccinated and being hospitalized goes Goes right back to the PCR scam. They run the PCR test for kids who are in the hospital, not because they're sick with COVID. They're tested because hospitals get paid to test. They get paid to find so-called cases. When someone has not been injected, they run it at the highest level PCR threshold to make sure they find the false positive so they can pretend they have COVID. When someone has been injected, they run it at the lowest possible PCR thresholds so they don't find these the so-called case. It's a monumental scam. Here's what matters. 500 submissions in the VARS database of that include 
permanent disablement and deaths of adolescents from this from these injections. What matters is we're seeing heart disease in children below the age of puberty that has never ever happened before. What matters is your own eyes and ears. The injections stopped nothing. They have helped nothing. They slowed nothing. The only thing they did was created antigen dependent enhancement, and you end up with people who are now permanently addicted to this because their own bodies can't stop the COVID flu. Those aren't conspiracy theories. Those are facts. And they're not hidden. And only people who choose to not see don't understand. And the Lord is revealing this all to us. So we should back the Republicans. Why? What we should back is godly people who run for office to serve and not be served. And by the way, not to go out and and have a million people on TikTok or a, a million followers on Twitter, but who go to serve to go to take God's word into Washington, D.C. to confront laws that are abhorrent to God, abhorrent to the Lord. That's the support that gets us out of this temporarily. Well, and for that matter, spiritually. But there's bubbling up I just had a conversation in the gym and yes, 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 I know the gym. Yes, yes, I'm always in the gym. Yes, I know my shoulders hurt. Doesn't mean I'm going to stop working out. I'm just not going to use that shoulder while I'm getting ready for surgery. I met with the doctor, by the way, as a surgeon, really cool guy. He's very optimistic. And he showed me my MRI. That's it. I want to get an MRI every six months. (laughs) They're just fascinating just to like watch the images go through your shoulder. And and he was really good at orientating it to say, okay, here's what you're looking at. Said, okay, so I'll, I'll, I don't want to get distracted. So with Saki doing this, let's talk again about desperation because the desperation is so clear. She's saying disinformation. She's saying that the Florida Surgeon General is a politician. He's, do you remember back? She said it right there. And they can go check with their pediatricians if they want to. You mean the same pediatricians who've been told they'll lose their careers, they'll be kicked out of medicine if they do not recommend the injections? Those pediatricians, Jen? Um, By the way, the Surgeon General of Florida, he's also a doctor. I thought doctors were sacrosanct. Check with your doctor. We're checking with our doctor. The state doctor says kids shouldn't get the injections, and the state doctor's right. How, how, how to phrase this? How to phrase this? I'm, I'm speaking in that accent for a reason. We cannot allow the, the, the people to have the, the, the free speech. The Biden administration is demanding that tech companies provide information on Americans engaged in wrong think. Oh, sorry. I said that the wrong way. I apologize. I was, I was, I was speaking truth. Uh, New York Times. 
This is how the New York Times phrases this. Surgeon General calls on big tech to turn over COVID-19 misinformation data. Dr. Vivek Murthy also demanded information from the platforms about the major sources of COVID-19 misinformation companies have until May 2nd, 2022 to submit the data. How about, wow, Whew, hold on. Just about said something that it's the old Todd. <laughs> okay, let me calm myself for a second. No more Biden How about nah? How about, nope, not going to do it. How about make me? See, Vivek Murthy can wear his, his black suit with his medals he didn't earn. And he can say, you have until May 2nd to submit this data. And you know what? He still doesn't have the authority to do this. You know what? He still doesn't have the ability to subpoena. He's, he is the ultimate figurehead. Is he a surgeon? No. Is he a general? Nope. (laughs) Hi. Hello, America, 1955. Hi, this is America, 2022. Oh, hello. Hey, so, so, you know, The government is demanding that um, these groups turn over information on Americans who disagree with them. What? That can't be right. That's against the Constitution. No, it's happening. Ah, crank call. Well, it's happening. And thank the Lord it's happening. We will know them by their works. The providers, purveyors, promoters, creators, inventors of the biggest human rights crime in my lifetime are now at the stage of we're going to intimidate anybody ever who questioned us. But it's more than that. They are attempting right now to gather the names and information on the people who can witness against them. Who can come and say, yes, there's a site called Real Not Rare. It catalogs injuries from the injections. Yes, there are sites that are categorizing the injuries from the injections in elite athletes. Yes, there are data hounds who have you Seven ways to Sunday trapped in your own data storms. Yes, there are people, friends of mine, who have tracked every single lie you've created with this data. Yes, there are doctors who have blood samples of the increased rates of cancer in this country. Yes, there are insurance companies who have tracked the 40% increase in all-cause mortality in people between the ages of 19 and 64 in this country. 
40% of people who shouldn't have died but have. Are they going to be tracked? What Vivek Murthy is trying to do here is eliminate the people who can bring forth the data to put him and Fauci and Rochelle Walensky and Bill Gates and everybody else, Francis Collins, the abortionist, and by the way, evangelical Christian, in prison. And they're not able to hide it. They're not able to hide it. Proverbs 25, verse 8 through 10. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinners in the way. The humble he guides in justice and the humble he teaches his way. And the path of the Lord, probably in the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth such as keep his covenant and his testimonies, mercy and truth. I don't get to decide for the Lord uh, who he, for whom he provides mercy. I get to pray for mercy. So do you. But we don't get to decide who provides, to whom he provides said mercy. I would say this to Vivek. This would be a really good time to pray for mercy. would be there's a really cool picture up on um the show's twitter channel and on my twitter channel and this i love i love this because it was a couple weeks ago this gentleman called the jujitsu weasel took a picture he is a retired um soldier he is a cop social worker pastor he's a he's a journeyman uh he's a black belt in jujitsu this time he's taking a picture of himself with um, with bone frog coffee, and it is such a cool picture. So apparently he has his instructor. I'm guessing this is instructor because his instructor is is beating him. He's, he's put him in a in a hold here, and it looks like a painful hold of jujitsu. And right there, there's a fantastic picture of the bone frog coffee. And he wrote sent me a private note saying, honestly, this is the best coffee I've ever had. This is the results. This is the response people are getting. Um, and the reason I say it's cool is because it was a couple of weeks ago, he took pictures of Alan's with Alan's soaps. Our audience is stepping up to support the partners of the show. I am so thankful for this. I got asked the other day by Scott as a listener. I've gotten to know Scott said, look, I'm a fan. Is there things we can do to support the show? Can I send you money? I said, we're going to have a subscription product. I know I keep promising that, but I want it to be meaningful. Meanwhile, support the partners of the program and, and get this. I'm not asking you to drink Brown Fog coffee to help this show. I'm asking you, yes, it will help the show. Only drink it if you love it, period. And I know that the people at Bone Frog feel the same way. Yes, there is the fantastic fact that the founder, Tim Cruikshank, is a 25-year veteran and the Navy SEAL. There's the fantastic fact that the proceeds, some of the proceeds go to support the families of fallen SEALs. All those things are true. And it comes down to the coffee. So if you are one of the people who hasn't yet done this, please do it today. Just go to bonefrog.us, sample some coffee. Pick your favorite blend you think is going to get your favorite, your favorite, and your second favorite. Try them. Okay, make sure you order it in the style you use. If you use beans, do that. It's also in drip. It's in French press. Make sure you oil the order it in the style you use. Drink it, and then just promise us this. If it's great coffee you want to drink every day, sign up for a subscription, and they'll send it to you. Incidentally, the customer service here is, is it's going to be things of legend. Watch. Already, I've had people write to me and say, hey, I didn't know which coffee to choose. Tim wrote back to me in an hour and said, t- suggested this. 
bonefrog.us for bonefrog coffee, bonefrog.us. So what Murthy is doing here is he is wanting to he is wanting to intimidate in advance people who have witness against him, people who have data against him. He is trying to get out ahead of what is coming his way. But guess what, Vivek? You don't need to worry. Mitch McConnell's not going to do anything to you. Kevin McCarthy's not going to do anything to you. They're good party members. Maybe some state AGs. Here's the test. You want to know if you have a good state attorney general? They bring the Pfizer CEO and Moderna CEO into your state and charge them with a criminal conspiracy of lying about what these drugs did, what these gene therapies did. They bring them in and they make them answer questions or plead the fifth. They go out and find the same people that Vivek Murthy is trying to destroy or intimidate or scare or neutralize. They bring them into the state and they bring Moderna and Pfizer and AstraZeneca. They bring them all in. They, and if they can figure out a way legally to do it, they bring in the Fouch and Walensky and Murthy and they bring them into state court. In fact, you her, hey, Republican Governors Association, you guys are supposedly the conservative of the professional Republican money raising grifting organizations. Hey, Republican Governors Association, where are you guys teaming up to have a state by state lawsuit against these against these people? Class action. Make it civil. Oh, well, they have waivers. No, 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 no. They didn't provide informed consent. They lied. They have waivers from prosecution. They lied about what's in these injections and what they do. They lied about the trials. Their so-called emergency youth authorization. The drug they authorized still isn't available in the United States. It's not even the same drug. It's all coming out. And the New York Times is celebrating the government going after wrong think. It's all coming out. They can't stop it now. Only people who choose not to see will not see. This is a couple doctors talking about the reality of natural immunity. Of all the lies, this is the easiest to do away with. This is why the Fouch wouldn't come on with me. Even when we had the opportunity to guest host for Rush Limbaugh, God God rest him. Even at that level, they wouldn't come. They wouldn't send a spokesperson on. Because this would be my line of questioning. Tony Fauci joins us. Uh, The media calls him the nation's foremost expert on infectious diseases. By the way, Dr. Fauci, let me start with that. How was that determined? Was there a contest? Did you win a contest? Or was there like a, a Jeopardy competition where you fought off all the other doctors and you were the last one standing on the island and you proved you were the nation's foremost expert in infectious diseases? Well, uh, yes, uh, yes, there was. Uh, we had a competition. Uh, I, I believe it was uh, on uh, 
uh, it's it's a prison island uh, in the middle of San Francisco Bay. Uh, I can't remember the name of the of the island, uh, but yes, we had a competition there, and there were uh, ten thousand other scientists. And what we had was a true or false exam. And at the end of that, I was the last man standing. And at that point, I became the nation's foremost expert uh, in, in infectious diseases. So that is how it happened. Oh, fascinating, fascinating. Uh, so so that's how that happened. Got it. Let me ask you a question. Do, Ameri- do, do human beings have immune systems? Well, yes, uh, it, yes, there is uh, human, but there are limits. Uh, to, right, okay, so let me just finish the question. Then. If we have immune systems um, and, and a bunch of us, let's say like 10 of us, let's say 10 of us become immune to the COVID flu. Okay, let's follow that. We become immune to the COVID flu. Would that be a group of us immune? Is 10 people a group? Well, I, I think it, it is in some ways, uh, but but um, I think if, if you're really, uh, you know, trying to suggest that a group would become a herd. Exactly, Tony. That's exactly what I'm trying to suggest, that a group would become a herd. What is a herd? What is a herd? Like, what's a herd of cows? Is it an individual cow? Um, you know what? I, I forgot that I have an interview scheduled with a YouTuber who bathes in baked beans. I have to go. The easiest thing to disprove. Watch. Did the, did the first flu kill all the humans? No. Did the swine flu kill all the humans? No. Spanish flu? No. It didn't? No. Humans lived? Yes. How? Immune systems. But there's no herd immunity. Some doctors are part of the information that's bubbling up. we got to get to that. And then a brave apology. Father God, I hope you'll draw this man to you if he doesn't yet know you. This Dr. Joseph Freeman, I hope that you'll draw him to you because his heart is now open to the truth. Yes, in fact, the COVID awakening is real. Wait till you hear these words. Also, I'm going to take you back in time to October 16th, 2020. That's a long time ago. October 16th, 2020, and I interviewed Dr. Martin Koldorf, PhD, one of the founders of the Great Barrington Declaration. You'll see why, why I'm going to do that. You know, as we're talking about health, there are multiple ways to stay healthy. One of them, of course, is to eat right. Another is to exercise properly in the way that you enjoy. You don't need to go out and, you know, mad cap do things like I do and end up with a freaked out shoulder, right? Which that's that's happened to me. You know that. Um, but look, if you find yourself in a position where you are, where you're radically overweight and look, I, please understand something, please. I want to make this so very, very clear. This has nothing to do with you as a human. My dad was obese his entire life. I'm speaking to you as a guy who used to weigh 150 more pounds than I do today. Okay. I promise you, I love you without regard to the weight, but you know, you need to lose it. And I'm going to hit you to some things. If you've been thinking, I got to lose weight and you haven't, you're not going to do it on your own. I want to hit you to something else. Without accountability and support, it's not going to happen. 
but I can give you accountability and support. I can, in fact, partner you with a company out of born and bred out of Dallas, Texas, Conservativeville. They are the official weight loss partner of the Dallas Cowboys. People who earn their living with their bodies. I have personally reviewed the protocol. I have learned how to keep weight off. I kept off my 150 pounds. I so believe in this company that my wife asked me if she could use the company. She is using them. Okay, she'll be on to give you progress reports about how it's going for her. And here's just a review. And you know what? I may bring on some sound of a radio colleague. Dude lost 170 pounds. The company's called Soda Weight Loss. That stands for state of the art. In other words, real science, body composition, not, not swimsuit weight. Not, well, I mean, by the way, they've got great before and after pictures. Here's a review. Another five-star review. 5,300 reviews and counting average of 4.8 stars. First thing, it will cost you some money. Be ready for that. For me, it's well worth the price. The plan is simple. Eat the food they provide. Follow the plan the way they weigh it out. Do the exercise work. Trust me, you'll be ecstatic over the results. The girls in Garland are extremely helpful. Always glad to see you. For me, being a 52-year-old man, having a room full of... Pretty women who generally seem happy to see you as a great ego and confidence boost. Great overall experience. Another one, Alan, five stars. It's been a great life-changing experience. I've lost 70 pounds and feel great. Now, there are, in fact, staff members that you can go see if you are in the Texas area. But listen, this is about anywhere. Go to the website, sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A, state of the art, soda weightloss.com up in the upper left-hand corner soda at home nationwide hook up with our new partners please if you haven't lost it on your own you ain't gonna do it you need the state of the art sodaweightloss.com and yes by the way that will help you avoid the covid flu and and, and the next and the next SARS and such that well, may come our way you never know you know <laughs> sorry i i kill me All right, let's get to this. This is a couple of doctors talking here about, um, and this is, again, this is a part of the awakening. This is getting heard. This is getting seen. The party can't shove it down. They can't stop it. This is DeSantis' work. This is what Jen Psaki pretends is a conspiracy theory. 700,000 people in the study in Israel, just so you know, that showed that the double vax were 27 times more likely to get reinfected. So it's not... The vaccine, even if we just talk about that, is not stopping infection. It's not stopping transmission. If you look at the studies in England, in Scotland, and in northern countries in Europe where they get real data, that they're actually the triple vaccinated, the most likely to die. So bottom line is that we, as we go forward, the natural immunity is long, broad, and durable. And I don't know if he mentioned it, but we have SARS-CoV-1 patients who still had immunity 18 years later. Let that sink in. 18 years later, we still had immunity from SARS-CoV-1 to SARS-CoV-2. This is long, broad, durable immunity. So what I want to say in closing is natural immunity should be considered legally to be at least equal to vaccinated immunity. And immunity is likely lifelong. Thank you. Do you know how many Americans, having heard this, have the opportunity to say, oh, I never should have been shot up. God has given us a gift. They lied to you about your body. 
they lied to you about the safety of the trash with which they injected you. They lied to you about what it did. They lied to you about the lockdowns. They lied to you about the role of pharma. They lied to you about masks. They lied to you about the reason they were doing all of this. They're liars. They're ungodly liars. Well, lying is a sin. Lying to inject a person with something that can't help them. Anybody who died from these injections was murdered. Try me. Person walks up to you and says, hey, I'm really sick. What should I do? Well, if I were you, I would take 40 weight automotive oil and inject it straight into your heart. Okay. Uh, you're going to jail. Well, but this isn't 40 weight automotive oil. Okay. I'm really sick. I don't feel well. What should I do? Ignore it. Really? Yes. You're telling me to ignore it, Mm -hmm. but I can't breathe. Okay. We'll go home until you really can't breathe. That's your advice. Yes. That's my advice. Go home until you really can't breathe. Mm, Okay. That's what they did. The Republicans aren't going to do this at a federal level. God will judge. You can do it. We can all do it. There are people who are so traumatized, they're never going to come around. For any of your friends who've asked a single question about, wow, did any of this help? We must grab that momentum and say, no, it didn't just not help. It murdered people. And there is an awakening. (laughs) Alex Berenson found a tweet. And it's from dude, like guy. I don't mean to discount him. He's not famous. So therefore it doesn't matter if we're told in America. His name is Steve the North. At Steve underscore the, the underscore North on Twitter. This is his note. By the way, it had 38,000, and this was weeks ago, almost 40,000 likes. That's a lot if you're not on Twitter. That's, a, that's the most likes I think I've ever seen. Here's what he writes. So it just happened. My brother-in-law called and apologized for not inviting my family and I over for Christmas dinner for the first time in 15 years because we were unvaxxed. I don't know how I feel, but I'm not ready to forgive for the pain that caused my, that caused my family or caused my children. I'm not ready for, to forgive for the pain that caused my children. Well, Steve, uh, we are called to forgive, and that is a choice. It's not necessarily a feeling. You, you, you don't need to feel forgiveness to do it. Love is a choice. It's a verb. It's an activity. It's not an emotion. Check the Bible. Love is described as an activity, a proactive act, not an emotion. Forgiveness isn't always, wow, I feel so forgiving of this person. No, but we are called to forgive. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. That's, that's a nice statement. Think about this. Dear Father God, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Okay, I'll forgive your sins in the exact manner you forgive the sins of others. 
Dear Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Deal. I will. I'll forgive you. The same number of times you forgive others. In the same way. Deal. Man. It's easy to say that prayer and really not think about the implied contract. And it's right there. Oh, wrath? I've got buckets of it. I believe God has buckets of wrath ready to pour upon the people who perpetrated this crime. I think he's just waiting to pour it. Hoping he doesn't have to. Hoping that our prayers will open the hearts of people like this because there are signs. It's happening. Wait until you hear the words of a very brave, very moral, very humble doctor who cowboyed up enough to admit he was wrong. This man, this man should be a leader for all in the health profession. 100% of you who backed the lockdown mass nonsense. Every single one of you. So Fridays, you know, we have our friend Zach Abraham on, Bulwark Capital Management. And he's the chief investment officer there. And that can sound like a very fancy title. And it is. I mean, Zach is the steward of people's finances. And he is obsessive about focusing on risk management at Bulwark Capital Management. That's because he works so often with getting people into retirement. And here's a, consider this dynamic. When I say, if I came to you and said, are you ready to retire? Would you get a heart attack? Like, uh, I don't know. Okay. If it caused you that, call Zach. Take your retirement plan to Zach, 866-779-RISK. Just call him, set up an appointment, Bulwark Capital Management, 866-779-RISK. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. If you are leaning into it, like, man, I think I can retire. I really do. I think I can pull this off. You might be able to. So call Zach, 866-779-RISK. His focus on risk management means he'll look at it through that lens. And the reason I have Zach as a partner is because Zach tells the truth about the financial markets. They're rigged. My words. You've heard him on the show. He has his own show at knowyourriskradio.com. And that doesn't mean that we can just sit on our money and put it in a mattress. It means that we invest in ways that do not go out and directly violate the word of God. And it means that we have a system. It's the one we have. We have ways to work within it. And Zach understands how to play in their system and be a steward of your money. And he'll tell you the truth about it. Real simple. Call Zach, 866-779-RISK. It's Bulwark Capital Management. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor, representative of Trek Financial LLC, and SEC registered investment advisor. The awakening, the COVID awakening. This is something that should come from the mouths of every single health official in this country, every single doctor, 
If you supported anything to do with the lockdowns or the masks or the injections or the fear or the stay home, stay safe, any of that nonsense, you know, you know, you know in your heart, you do. You know you're on the wrong side. It's not an easy thing to say I was wrong. I was so wrong. I'll tell you a personal story about saying I was so wrong. We'll wrap up the show today. Since I'm pointing out the specks in other people's eyes. This is a doctor. His name is Dr. Joseph Freeman. This is a relatively long clip. And it's part of the COVID awakening. And then I realized something that I kind of ignored that, you know, much of the people here have discussed and brought up, which is that these policies were harmful. Initially, I was, I don't want to say I was ignorant, but I was, it was irrelevant because there were lives on the line. I'm an emergency doctor. There's lives, you know, and it's like, no, we have to do it. But if the policies didn't make a big difference, and they only caused harm, then you have to start rethinking what we're doing. And you take the data that, that we're, that's clearly in front of us. And if it is only causing harm and at best can only save few, we need to think about it because if at best, right, an aggressive lockdown policy, imagine it reduced hospitalizations death by 20%, 20% of deaths, hospitalizations reduced. If that was the case, then maybe we could come here and debate is that is the harms that are caused by those lockdowns worth that benefit and how do we negotiate that benefit through you know navigating through our freedoms but the reality is hospitalizations and deaths were not reduced by 20 percent by any policies and because if they were we would have had studies at this point that would have been able to consistently identify that and that just has not occurred at all so I think as a society, we have to decide if we want to continue like a public policy that's obviously producing large harm and offering only a minimal benefit at best uh, that's currently unmeasurable. Also, personally, I would like to apologize to uh, the three other scientists sitting with me here on Zoom, the proponents of the Barrington Declaration, because I initially I did think you all were crazy or dumb. Or maybe you just didn't understand what I was seeing, but I, I now realize actually, I'm sorry, because I believe now you guys were correct. And, um, and you were correct from the beginning. And I, and I wish that more people, including myself, had realized that sooner. And I hope more people realize that soon enough. Yeah. If you're in the medical profession and you've not said that yet, Why? It's really scary to admit you were wrong. And people who cowboy up and admit they were wrong are to be admired. I've never been, how would I put this? I've never felt more astonished and empathetic during a radio interview than when I talked with Dr. Martin Koldorf. This was October 16th, 2020. And he had co-founded the Great Barrington Declaration. 
I was the only person in Seattle radio to have him on, to have anyone from the Great Barrington Declaration on. And when this happened, there were colleagues in radio who called me names for having him on. And by the way, they didn't know what the Great Barrington Declaration was. We had a phone call. I had a Zoom meeting. And they had to look it up on Wikipedia. A guy, a guy tried to pass off that he knew what it was by quoting Wikipedia. And I had to say, brother, you're quoting Wikipedia. You don't know what this is. You didn't know what these guys are because it's not in your bubble world. What you're going to hear doesn't contain the specific clip. But during that conversation, I said to Dr. Martin Calder, if the Swedish socialist from Harvard, completely non-controversial doctor, I said, doctor, it's my judgment that the word cases is nonsense. It doesn't mean anything. Is that, am I wrong? Cause I'm a layman. He says, and he looked at me and he just, he deflated. He said, no, we were on video. He said, you know, I have, first of all, that a layman knows this. I mean, no offense, but this is even a layman to see my colleagues Agree to call cases something that cases used to mean people were sick to see my colleagues call these cases. I am baffled. He was so sad for his beloved profession. So that doctor just apologized to Martin Kolderf. Martin Kolderf was on that Zoom call. I saw Martin and I saw him accept that apology with his eyes. This is October 16th, 2020, courtesy of KTTH, KTTH.com. That's where the interview happened, not on this podcast. It happened when I was doing radio for them. It's courtesy of them. There's a link to the, the video. You could watch the interview. See how long ago this was, October 16th, 2021. And listen here as Martin Kolderf describes, you talk of big lies. The biggest lie was herd immunity, or as he describes it here, gravity. Um, that I have seen the media, um, members of the media, news programmers, and in fact, President Obama's former uh, Surgeon General, rebranding herd immunity as he called it a herd mentality. I listened this morning to the gentleman who runs a World Health Organization saying that herd immunity can only be achieved, Martin, by keeping people away from the virus. And this runs counter to my understanding. And I think herd immunity is important to what you're doing in this focused care of, of caring, for the, uh, caring for the most vulnerable. So let's talk about those range of issues. Is, is herd immunity some weird theory? No, it's sort of stunning as a scientist to, uh, to see people talk about herd immunity in this way because herd immunity is a well-established scientific fact, a phenomenon that we know exist for infectious diseases, and every epidemiologist will acknowledge that it does exist. So uh, it's like gravity. It's a fact <laughs> in physics. Yeah. And to talk about uh, herd immunity strategy doesn't make sense because whatever strategy we use for COVID-19, we will eventually end up with herd immunity sooner or later. So it's like two airplane pilot sitting up in the airplane, up in the air, discussing, well, should we use the gravity strategy to land the plane or not? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, the purpose, uh, I mean, the plane is going to get down to the ground on, uh, sooner or later, no matter what they do. Uh, but the purpose is to land the plane with as few casualties as possible 
And with uh, COVID-19, the purpose is that we need to get through this pandemic uh, with as few mortality, as few deaths as possible. Gravity. <laughs> and now doctors are finally apologizing to them. The Lord is not going to let evil hide forever. He's not going to let evil people get away with it forever. And the Republicans are not coming to our rescue. We need to vote in godly people there to serve and not be served. And on a personal note today, since I'm asking medical professionals to admit that they are wrong, if they backed any of these so-called mitigation techniques, there was this argument my wife and I had for years about locking the door. It's crazy. And I have this instinct to keep the family safe. So even though we live in a place where if you're going to break in, you're going to get shot. That's where we live. If you break into a house here, you're going to die. That's just, that's, that's the place we live. And frankly, there's people around whom we live. You step on their property, you might get shot. That's the place we live. Okay. I still have this instinct, even if the garage door is shut and locked, even if the side door is locked, I still have this instinct to lock the garage door into the house. You know, the, the, the little door going into the garage. And I try my best to not because my wife hates that because she'll come home with groceries or she'll come home and have to pee and she needs to use the bathroom right away or she and my daughter are coming back, <laughs> you know, and I don't want to cause an accident. Because it's a long drive out here. Anywhere you go is a long drive. And so it would be this battle. And one day I was stressed beyond belief and, and I was letting that get to me and I wasn't using love as a verb. And, and I had just sat down to get work done. And I just sat down to finally get something finished. I had to get finished and to finally have a meal. And I was, I was just sitting down and the, the car pulls up and my wife is pounding on the door, pounding on it. And I lose it. I, it's, I, I lose it. Go and unlock the door and I am hot. Like I just, you can't use your keys and you have keys for a reason. And I am being ungodly and treating my wife in an ungodly way. And she's screaming back at me and it's, man, it's, it's full on calling the TV doctor dysfunction. And we separated, you know, time out. Went into the room, bedroom and shut the door. Oh boy. And my wife did the most magnanimous thing. She came in and said, when I was young, my mom's stepdad, or my mom's not stepdad, my mom's, my mom's husband, sometimes would lock me out of the house, lock the door, not let me in my own house. And I hated that. It's always been hurtful. I said, I didn't know that. She said, yeah. And, and you know, he's, he's a good guy now. He was young and thought, thoughtless. And 
has become a better person. But yeah, it's really hurtful. And I said, I was so wrong to not ask you, why is this a big deal? Why? And I was wrong in the way I treated you. I treated you in an ungodly way. (laughs) She said, well, I yelled at you. And I mean, this is marriage 101 and it's not. It's the most important thing that we can do to gain forgiveness from another is to admit that we were wrong. And if you're in the medical field, you're going to need forgiveness. If you ever want our trust again, if you ever want to be a respected profession again, you're going to need our forgiveness. And we, (laughs) we need to have already provided it. I know it's a trap. God works that way. I hope that your friends in the medical community will hear this. Maybe share it with them. One person speaking truth bravely can inspire many others to do that. I'm not speaking of myself, by the way. I'm speaking of the doctor who apologized. This is the Todd Herman Show. We appreciate your support. Now, please go be well, be strong, be kind. And as always, let's be right with God together. Why are so few singers protesting Hamas? Five for Fighting's John Andrasik has an answer. Talk to some managers and folks, and, and I have, and you know, there's certain iconic artists that in other times would be writing these songs. I'm like, where are they? And they'd say, well, you know, they're scared. They're scared for their families. They're scared that their concerts will be protested. But those are the same arguments people used in 1938. Hear more on the Hollywood in Toto podcast, The Right Take on Entertainment. Find it on iTunes or your favorite audio platform.